Welcome, welcome to another episode. Take any scratch cards you've got and throw them away because you've already landed lucky with this episode. We're on familiar territory for this one, so let's get into it. Yeah, ready? Never done one of these before. (laughs) (laughs) We're we're in, we're live. It's another episode of Itching to Scratch. I'm joined today by a guy who's arguably spent more times in clubs than Tiesto. (laughs) It's Greno. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah... True. <laughs> Depressing, but true. Happy birthday, yeah. mate, by the way. Thanks, thanks. Oh, yeah. Although it wasn't actually on the Monday. Everyone thought it was on the Monday because some girl put a post up at like 11 o'clock on the Sunday and it just rolled into the next day. <laughs> so now everyone thinks that my birthday is the 8th. It was the 7th. I was trying to keep it on the down low because I'm getting old now, so it's not a pleasant <laughs> surprise. So it was e- wishing me I bet it was day. extra special then, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Spending it in my room on my bill. Just like every other birthday. Yeah. <laughs> what were you, was your birthday a lockdown birthday last year as well? Then? No, 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 it wasn't. Um, I was hoping that I'd actually because my birthday was obviously the lockdown was like the twenty third, wasn't it, I think. So uh-huh. my birthday was just before, and then I was hoping like this was like a couple of months ago. I thought that like maybe I'd avoid having a lockdown birthday because like everything would kind of go back to normal in March. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I missed it by like three months, but you know, back in. October, it was looking like it might be March, and I was like, I might miss a lockdown birthday, but no. I had a very, very lockdown birthday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I can imagine, mate. I'm sure we yeah. can, uh, we'll be able to celebrate uh, very soon, actually. Yeah, well, we can get excited at least about um, things opening up again. Um, mm. what, what was your leading into lockdown then? What did you have planned before, you know? things started shutting down did you have a big summer planned or no actually I, I was a bit anxious because I was I was at the, I was teetering on the edge where like I'd been doing um remixes on SoundCloud they've been doing quite well and they were getting support off people I never even imagined yeah. I thought right I need to kind of take the next step and start making some tunes so my my targets for this year didn't really change that's one of the mm. good things about the lockdown to be honest because I really wanted to focus on music and I got the chance to because I had nothing else to do. Yeah, so yeah. my plan was to start making original tunes and I just I just did that anyway. So it didn't really make any difference to me. I mean, obviously it would have been nice to not do them in, you know, boxes with seven holes in because I can't afford any clothes because I'm so skinned. But it was good to um, to make to make music and that, that was really the, the goal anyway. So I've pretty much done the same thing. Yeah, yeah. So spend a lot of hours in the studio. Um well, in my bedroom, in my underpants. Yeah. But yeah, same thing really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, you've achieved that goal, do you think? Now that we're a year later, I think you have. Um, do you know what? Do you know what? I, I, I look back at the time because I've really like hammered the amount of time I've put. I've been like I get up in the morning, well afternoon, and I'm like sometimes I just want to sit on my computer and just play some games, or whatever. But I've really, really pushed so many hours every week Good and. Point at the end of this year, it's made me realise how hard it is, like how much work you have to do. Because yeah. I thought, oh yeah, I'll just put like a couple of hours in a week in between DJ and I'll throw some tunes together. And then like, I couldn't imagine being able to just do like eight hours a week. So I think we've kind of reached the target, but the fact that I thought I was going to reach the target yeah, without everything while DJing, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's blown my mind how much time you have to put into it. Like, you yeah. hear like producers all the time saying you need to be spending eight hours a day in the studio. Eight, and like a couple of years ago, I was like, whatever, 
don't chat shit. Of course mm. you don't. You really do. Like eight hours a day, you just have to, like put as much it's, time as you yeah, can. Yeah, it's got to be treated as a job almost, doesn't it? Um, yeah. Was yeah. were you kind of trying to find your feet then with making original records? Was there a lot of a difference between you know the remixes you made in the past? Uh, to start in basically from ideas on your own kind of thing it's just harder work because you the, the beauty of having a remix is that you can have a 9 out of 10 tune or rather no you can have like a 6 out of 10 tune and it's alright but as soon as you throw a vocal that everyone knows on it yeah, it's yeah. a 9 out of 10 tune it's just like yes it, I mean you know you're a DJ surely you will have gone through songs on DJ City or whatever and they've been dog shit they've been dog shit but they, they have the vocal of a tune that's number one, and you're like, that'll do. And you're just like, that'll do. So remixes are so yeah. much easier to, to gain traction. And I think there's a real advantage of doing remixes first because it puts your name out there and you know DJs are more likely to play your music. And on top of that, the most important thing is, is you're making shit tunes because you don't know how to make tunes to begin with. So your tunes aren't very good, but yeah. people will still play them because they're remixes. So then you know, kind of hone your craft and improve. And then when you go on to making your own tunes, you kind of you have got kind of a foothold there where you're like you you know what works and you know how to make a drop that works and then you know what kind of hooks work. But it is like a big step. It's like taking the armbands off because you don't really you don't know how well your tunes are gonna be and you like yeah. and you, they do say be ready for rejection and it's so true. You just, yeah, like you yeah. throw things on SoundCloud, people will automatically be like, "Dope, this is amazing, this is amazing," because it's free. And, you know, mm. they'll just download it because it's free. So you, you get the kind of positivity. But when you start sending tunes that you've made to, to people who are essentially trying to make money, they are a little bit more strict about what's good and what's bad. Well, so a lot of the time yeah. you, you do get a lot of people who are kind of just ignore you or just blank your tunes. And when you've poured your heart and soul into stuff, to, for people to just not be interested, it, it is like emotionally draining sometimes when like mm. you're, you're doing that. And that's one of the, the biggest changes between doing remixes and making your own tunes. Yeah, probably. Yeah, mm. is there a specific genre or route that you're trying to go down with your originality or your identity? I suppose you could call it, because uh, I know with the remixes you've done, a lot of them are quite big room uh, remixes made essentially for the clubs and stuff. That's the yeah. I mean, that's the thing. I don't. I don't really know. Yeah. When it's it again. This is one of the difficult things about being in lockdown. Is because when you're making a tune and you're a DJ, you come out of a club and then you go into the studio the next day yeah. and you're picturing, you know, whereas this year, you you know, you, there is no club and there is no dance. Yeah. And so like the, the first tune I made this year was more of like a kind of a radio piano-y kind of tune and I probably wouldn't have made that if I was still doing club tunes. I, I don't know what I particularly want to do main room. Like the music that I make, I kind of, the theme that I kind of go with is to have kind of a melodic emotional feel to it, especially in the breakdowns and every yeah. tune i have always has that kind of emotional feel to it in the breakdowns and that's the only thing that i kind of try and stick to and then everything else is just whatever feels right and it's one of the things i'm struggling with to be honest trying to find a signature sound because my tunes are all over the place at the moment some of them are like tech tunes some of them are like edme mm. some of them are like piano house tunes yeah um, it's varied but you know it would be nice to have kind of a direction so to answer your question no i don't have a direction yet <laughs> hopefully i'll work on that soon yeah no it's not necessarily a bad thing is it but and it's good for production as well if you are there with an open mind and you're making different things every day you know you're probably going to learn more just in general about production if you uh if you yeah if you, 
go for different avenues really. You get lost down the rabbit hole a lot though. Like you, mm. if you have if you have a sound and you have like your own so say for example, if you have like five kick drums that you use and they're the only ones that you use, when you make a tune, it will take you fifteen seconds to choose your kick drum. Yeah. If you have seven thousand kick well, drums, yeah, it will make you ten minutes, and that's the problem. Ten you, you minutes get, of that, yeah, Jesus. Yeah, you, you get you get lost down the rabbit hole, and you really do need to kind of choose your sound. But it's hard. It's like you know, imagine choosing which genre you're gonna play as a DJ is difficult when you when you want to like. But I need to stick to this. Kind. If you get told I need to stick to this kind of music, it's easy. But if it's open format, it's it's like, what do I play? How do I, yeah. where do I go? What do I, and it's it, in your head hurts sometimes. And it's the same with making your sound, like which one's right, which one do you want to do? And finding your sound is probably one of the most difficult because you know, you're basically just defining your career then. Yeah. But it has to be done. Otherwise you'll just spend years making loads of completely different songs that no one wants. <laughs> no, yeah. Um, I suppose we could define it as like, what I did want to speak to you about is like the commercial versus underground. Like we DJ regularly in venues, you know, Concert Square, uh, whereby is most of the time a commercial audience. Is that something which creeps into your head when you're producing, or do you kind of want to... What, what audience are you trying to target, do you think? Um, it's quite the opposite, actually. When I, when I make mm. tunes, I used to... I think I, I think I had quite a commercial head when I was a DJ, but now I'm lucky... I'm very lucky, especially around Concert Square, to be working in clubs where you kind of have a little bit of creative freedom yeah. when you're playing yeah. tunes. You obviously have to stick to the um, kind of straight and narrow sometimes, but you you have the opportunity to build your night. And there are, you know, Definitely. for example, Soho, great bar, but people won't come because of the DJ. People mm -hmm. don't go to Soho because the DJ's there. People go to Soho because the, the drinks bar. are decent. Yeah. It's, you know... the the concert square is nice, but it's usually people who've never even been to Liverpool. And yeah. They're like, looks good here. Come on, then let's. Yeah. And they're not they're not going because of the music, and it's hard as a DJ because you ha you have to just play to the crowd Definitely, completely. Yeah, yeah. You can't, you know, um, and it's frustrating because you know you've got kind of got that tension constantly when you work. Whereas when you're working in a club, when you're working in uh, fusion, it, you can build the night, and people come because of the music. Yeah, and it's been built so you have a little bit more creative freedom of playing like heavier tunes or like um, I mean that's during the weekend usually midweek you have to kind of play to the Soho crowd but um, yeah when, when I'm making music I don't really I'm, I'm actually I usually make music that is a little bit too um, niche a little bit mm. and I usually send it to my friends like what do you think of this and I usually get told off by my mates like you know, you need to put a vocal here, or you know, you need like I'm getting bored in the end, in the in the breakdown. Or um, one of the biggest things is trying to cut the track a little bit to try and make it a little bit more commercial, a little bit more marketable, because it's very easy to make ten minute long tunes, and you think they sound amazing. Well, yeah, yeah. People yeah. who don't, yeah, it, I think probably if you listen to like my first drafts of my tunes, they're probably a little bit too non-commercial, and then I have to fight to make them a little bit more commercial, a bit more marketable. Yeah, but I think everyone, I think, I mean, you look at films, you look at, the, you know, films that are like deleted scenes or like director's cuts that are like 12 hours long. Yeah, and true. Like, you know, the director's like, this is my true vision. And you're like, yeah, well, yeah. to be fair, I kind of side with the distributor. Here. Like, that is long and boring. Like, sometimes you need to commercialise it a little bit to make it a bit more interesting. Yeah, we can't, we can't market this. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I feel you. Um, mm. is, it, is it that element of fusion? Do you, why, is that why fusion might be, is that the best place, do you think? a DJ for you personally or where would you um, in Liverpool okay 
Do I remember what was it? I think it was a um, good example, right? Is when Liverpool and City were um, competing. I think it was when Brendan Rodgers was manager. Liverpool and City were competing against yeah. each other to win the title, and Liverpool lost yes. like, the last couple of games. And it was Sky Sports did this thing bouncing between stadiums, and the Etihad is huge. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. just full of money. It's like it's a, it's a it's overall a better stadium than than Anfield. Yeah, but you were watching the stadium. Etihad, and there was just like there was like everyone was happy and everyone was going around clapping about this massive stadium, and it was like so ostentatious. But then it cut to Anfield. And you couldn't hear Brendan Rodgers talking because everyone was just going nuts and it was smaller and compacter. And I was like, do you know what? That's fusion. Fusion is a cauldron. <laughs> Didn't know like, where that was not, going then, but yeah. It's, 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 it, it hasn't got the bells and whistles of like so many other ven- you know, venues, so many other clubs that you can see. But it's 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 ours. Like and it, It's got like an atmosphere and there's something about it. And like you go in and you just feel comfortable. And, you know, there's a, there's a really good connect- connection with the people that you're... you're playing to um, but when, you, when you're talking about like bells and whistles and like the, the, the best sound system and like the most prestigious place it's got to be over the road level like that that was mm. probably a, a better better place that's the Etihad so to, so to speak no no that's, um, a, that's a very good analogy I like that actually yeah yeah no um, but when you go into fusion it's not as it isn't as prestigious but there is a, there's a great atmosphere in fusion because it's so closed in and like it's one floor like Multi-floor clubs are solid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so hard to, to work against. Definitely, definitely. Um, yeah, it's a battle. <laughs> yeah, so I'll probably say the, the best place of a... The best night I've worked is in Level. It's the first night I did in Level on a Saturday, and it was I worked with uh, Mike, the guy I DJ with. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to and Mike. And that was... That was, that, was, that was the best night I've done. But the best... The, my favourite place to work... If someone said you can only have one place, one of your residencies... It'd be fusion, hundred percent. Did you? Was that the first yeah. club you played in as well? No, no. First place I played in was the Crazy House. Uh, okay. Um, time ago, yeah. yeah. Uh, which is now electric, isn't it? So yeah, the Crazy House was. That was yeah. the first club I played. I played in there for ages. They're doing a re- they're doing a reunion. Oh, well, they're doing a Crazy House thing, aren't they? There this summer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the the buzz is insane. Yeah, yeah. No, I've, I've, I've insane. Because uh, my flatmate was organising it. Nice. Uh, he he tried one. I think it was six months after Electric, the club that it's it gonna changed be to yeah. opened. Um, and after six months, because they basically when it when it got changed to Electric, all the old crazy house goers were like, yeah. "Oh, they've taken it away. They've taken away the scene." <laughs> um, and I mean, Adam, the guy who runs it, was like, "We're, we're going to try and do these crazy house nights, you know, to keep it going." And he tried one six months after Electric opened, and a hundred and fifty people turned up. Uh, and that's not a lot, by the way, yeah. for the for the size of the club, it's like three thousand. Well, yeah, um, yeah. And then they didn't do one, and then he was wanted to try and do another one a couple of years later, a couple of weeks later. And every time he was trying to do one, I was like, "It's never going to work. It's never going to work." Anyway, he gave this one a go, and I was like, "Adam, you're flogging a dead horse, mate. It's not going to happen. No one's going to turn up. You had 150 <laughs> people last time." Um, and no. then he put the the post out, and it got shared about a thousand times. 100 I think it was like 200,000 people have viewed the uh, post and then when the tickets went on sale they sold out in an hour which is <laughs> just crazy Unbelievable. So they sold like 400 tickets in 17 minutes no 2,000 tickets in 17 minutes and then they sold the entire 3,000 like within an hour crazy wow I mean I know this is like special circumstances well yeah like, yeah things there's are... a lot of demand at the yeah. moment but that's still crazy crazy figures yeah for a, it's a crazy house 
Yeah. Oh yeah. But it's the cray. Bring back the cray. Yeah. Long live the cray. Yeah. That'll be a that'll be a good night. That to be fair. How old was it DJing that? Or where, I assume you you were top floor in that club were you? when you DJed. Did all three. Did you? I did all three. Yeah. Nice. Um, so yeah, I grew up versatile. on. Well, I grew up on punk music. Like I used to be a drummer. Cool. It was like I wasn't an emo, but I hung around emos. I hated, I hated looking like an emo, but I loved the music, and I hated people who like. Just if you had to, you had to dress like an emo if you liked the emo music. I was like, no, you, you don't have to. Just... No, yeah, I know what you mean. Anyway. It takes away from the music yeah. of anything. Yeah, yeah. It, I, I mean, I enjoyed. The, I just loved the music. I enjoyed yeah. the scene. I just didn't like the image. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't have been able to pull it off anyway. I was a fat kid. <laughs> but yeah, the, um, the it was all three floors, and it was it was fun DJing there. It was again, it was back then. So now in bars, it's all about. I mean, you could probably blame Instagram, but it's it's significantly more about image, where people will pay more yeah. for a nicer drink in a nicer venue That's true. or bar. Whereas back then, people just wanted to get wellied on the... It's, like, yeah, it definitely wasn't about image money. there, was it? <laughs> no, it was, it was an absolute mess. And it, was, it was great, though, because... It was like, great. Oh, did you ever... Going out and, like, being a mess and oh, you know, yeah. waking up the next morning and being like, what the fuck did I do last night? Well, yeah. Not, yeah. well, let me check what I did last night because it's literally it's on everyone. Yeah, you could get away with murder back then just be a drunken mess. I didn't get the memo, obviously. I not remember. Hey? I'm still doing that now. I didn't get the memo, so... Oh, yeah. God. But, I, would yeah. Love, I would love to have a, a venue where it was just like airplane mode to your phone. Yeah, no. no not, not even airplane mode, just no footage. Of there like, are a few events, aren't there, where like no phone policy. I think I did see an event, but it, it wasn't around here, but... Um, mm. No, it's a good idea. Um, yeah. What about like lighting then? Because you've done quite a bit of work behind the scenes. So where was that something you did before DJing? The likes of Crazy House no. and stuff, or no. that come hand in hand um, with it? So I'm a, I'm a tinkerer. Like I love to tinker. Like I look at things like how does that work? What does you know? Try and make things as good as I can. And it comes in handy when you're making tunes, like being a perfectionist. But yeah. When I was a when I was DJing Infusion, um, they've got like this light, kind of um, like this rig, and it's kind of um, like a th- you know you see it's like a three D lighting thing. And when I came in, it just spun round a rainbow color, and I used to think this surely it does more than that. Like surely, yeah. and because me and Mike used to. Um, DJ together, it was dead early on, but we were dead eager, we used to sit in the DJ box at 10 o'clock, like. <laughs> um, but there's nothing to do, but I used to be go in there with him, and Marley was DJing, um, and there was no one in the club, I used to just kind of get on the computer and have a little play and just kind of go, so what happens if I do this? Like, what? <laughs> and then I like found the um, software manual, read the software manual, and just kind of like learned, and so if I do this, and then do this, and then do and then there's a light wall behind as well, and that that didn't work. That never worked. And I never understood why it didn't work. And that's why it says the manager was like, why doesn't this light wall work? It looks amazing. <laughs> it would look amazing. I was like, oh, it's just broken. And I was like, right, well, I'm fixing that. And it, it came about because I thought, if I'm DJing in this club, the DJ's only so much. It's a big deal, but the DJ's only so much. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's, if you have decent lights and decent sound system and like everything works Definitely. well and like, People will want to come, like as a club, so it obviously yeah. benefits you as a DJ. So I just learned how to use those lights, and then I, the manager came in one day and saw the lights strobing to the music, and he was like, "How's she done that? How's she done that?" And then he came up, was like, "What do you do here? What do you do here? Uh, can you do these ones as well? Can you?" Do these? 
You press the on yes. button. You press the one button. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was just like, it, it came about from just like learning this and thought, you know, I can I can connect this and use sound to light. So when when I think one of the the big ones uh, was like yeah. get a, to be a graphic equalizer as the music was on. Yeah, yeah. And it looked yeah. amazing. Just like, well, um, and then he was like, can you do these lights as well? Can you do these lights? And then I ended up doing the entire lighting system in few because they went none of them were wired up anyway. They're just on auto spinning modes. And I thought, you know what, this would be so. So I used to like, get in the roof and like crawl with the rats. I mean, like wire these all up together, all these. And then when I came in and turned them all on after like about three weeks of work, they just they looked incredible. Sick. They looked incredible. And then um, that's that. Yeah, the rest is like <laughs> when I did that. Like he was like, can you do these lights? And then <laughs> someone from another venue was like, can you do these lights? And then the 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 big guy Chris. Yeah. who um, runs everything, brought me in and was like, I've just seen what you did in Fusion and I'm blown away. Like, it blew me head off. Could, do, you want, do you want to come and work for me and do some lights in level? And I was like... Yeah, no, that's good. Yeah, go yeah. on then. Um, and I just do it on the side now. And it's because it's not even... Like, I'm not particularly amazingly good at doing lights. It's just one of those things that are over, as an oversight. No one, want, no one wakes up and wants to be a light guy. Yeah. But they're needed... And it is a good job, and it definitely is... adds to the night. Definitely adds. Yeah, one hundred percent. Like yeah. if you don't have a light guy, the difference is insane. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's 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 just, it is a satisfying, rewarding job, but not many people know about it. So yeah, if, you, yeah. if someone's you know comp competent at it, they'll grab you. So like Chris was like, he's decent, ish. So that's I'm gonna true. Use yeah, yeah, because yeah. um, not there aren't many. There's loads of DJs. There are no light guys. So for you know, for every ten DJs, there's one light guy. But really, you need one light guy to every DJ yeah. you know, in an ideal world. Yeah. So supply and demand, really, which is why yeah. I do it on the side. Yeah, yeah, no. Um, fair play to uh, yeah. fair play to Fusion for investing in a light system, but not knowing how to use it, and then giving you that that space to obviously um, that loaded power. Yeah. I know. I mean, to be fair, they'll, they'll, that's it's not even. I, I guarantee what's happened is. They've gone. Let's have a light system. We'll, we'll get this light, and then you've, you've got it. And he's like, "You can do this. You can do this." And then the guy who's made the lighting system and built it and put it in has put it in, and then he's gone right. So, bump, turn that on, and then they've gone. That looks decent. That yeah, that's right. Completely being unaware of the capabilities of it. Like they're not aware. It's like that Henry Ford quote, isn't it? If anyone, if I'd have, if I'd given what people have asked for, they'd have had faster horses. Yeah, like everyone's yeah. like, yeah, it looks really nice with the with the colour wheel. They didn't realise that it could strobe. They didn't realise it could that's do waves. True. They didn't realise yeah. it could like. And they're just showing them, be like, "Oh my god, that's amazing!" Yeah. And then, yeah. So, is it something that you? I suppose it's 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 not something you can ignore in a in a club, but in venues that you go to. I mean, is there any standout places where you go, Jesus? This is just like insane amount of production, or is it something you notice? Of course, yeah. it will be. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Something everything. Knows. Oh yeah. Especially when there's a laser getting um, blasted in your face, it's hard not to notice it. But um, yeah. Again, <laughs> again, the the only club in Liverpool. With a better light system than Fusion, in my opinion, or more comprehensive lighting system than Fusion is Level. The uh, the lighting and electric on the top floor is pretty decent, um, but Level's just. I mean, Level has festival level lights. Yeah. Like yeah. The, the lights in Level are just crazy good. Um, but again, you don't if in bars and stuff you don't because people literally they go I'm I'm creating a bar and people don't really make that connection between lights and music very much. No, they just go. Yeah. Throw a DJ in, throw some lights in, and then the lights just spin around on all the colors, and it does the job. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Because they just, um, you only ever see amazing production on like festivals or events. So if you go yeah. to an event and everyone's front facing, and there's a DJ, a proper light system, 
that's when you're like, wow, the lighting here is incredible. Um, that's true. And I'd say, I think probably the best lighting I've seen is, uh, I went to see the Swedes in Sweden oh, did uh, you? a couple of years ago. Ooh. And they were <laughs> they weren't good, they were just boring. I wasn't a fan, but the lighting was ridiculous. Yeah. And when you look at it, go, oh my God, or Prids as well. You look at Prids, it's just, and he's a perfect proponent. Yeah, of, yeah. Um, production, lighting, production and music, value. and he's <laughs> yeah, and he's aware that you know music is takes you so far, but production and lighting on top of that makes it ten times as you know when they're in unison. Yeah, I saw a Schweier and yeah. uh, with sorry, I saw the Swedes in a Schweier um, two years ago, and oh, yeah, yeah, similarly similar uh, feedback on them. They were a bit boring. They even did a shout out to the VIP, which I thought was just unbelievable. <laughs> Oh yeah, you do that. Yeah. Like Axwell does that when he Axwell, plays. Axwell, yeah, time. Axwell went shout out to yeah. VIP. It was, and then like the whole crowd just was just like, "What? What is this?" Like it was weird. It just took the whole yeah. energy out of the the, the thing. And any night in yeah, Ushuaia is class. But but yeah, that was a that's bit one weird. thing because I mean that's my favorite. If you talk about like favorite places, that's my favorite place to go. Yeah, it's just great. I love it. But I think we went to see the Swedes. I think probably the same week because they only did like three or four shows. Yeah, in yeah. Uh, we went to see them, and we just. I, I, do you know what I think it is? I think it's just because we were expecting something new, and they just played the same stuff from ten years ago. And you're like, yeah, the music's yeah. moved on. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, that's true. Yeah. Play your classic tunes, but you're making the same stuff and the set the same from ten years. Like EDM's mm. no longer fresh. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's bloody mouldy. <laughs> it's like, yeah. And, um, they're just playing the same. And I was disappointed because yeah, they so. are all geniuses. Mm. Really thought they'd come out with some. Yeah, which makes you realise why the likes of David Guetta is so good. Like, he is still relevant now. Yeah. Maybe maybe he's, yeah, he's been he's had ups and downs, but he's still relevant now. Even twenty years on from when he was starting out, and yeah. he's just like smashing it. Whereas the Swedes are kind of they're just not really. Speaking of a notorious shout outs, he did a very <laughs> David Guetta shout out to George Floyd. <laughs> We were even George, going, oh, that was even yeah. Yeah, that was uh, that was uh, terrible. But um, and he's like made made a song about him. It's just like you didn't you didn't didn't need to do that, did you? You didn't need to say that. Mate. Yeah. Just like, but he's definitely stayed relevant. Fair play to guy, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you you think he's like he's in he's in his late mid fifties. Yeah, and like I mean, he he can miss the mark every now and then. Like that George Floyd thing was a little bit. Uh, someone someone in his team awkward. should have been like. Listen, mate, don't don't be doing that. He's just gonna sound like a dickhead. <laughs> he's just yeah. I think he's past oh. the point of people telling him what not to, to do. He probably doesn't listen. Um, I know, yeah. Moved on, moved on to the Vimto now. No Coke. Coca Cola. Yeah, I, I drink way too much of this. It's like a very very bad habit. <laughs> but hey, gets me through the day. Yeah, um, with. Talking to people uh, in and around the industry in Liverpool, is it a generally positive um, energy now that we are looking forward to like things opening in the summer? Ah, the the day it was announced, I mean, I'm assuming you felt it as well. Like, yeah. The day announced needed that the 21st <laughs> of June. Like, I, maybe my phone never stopped. Oh my god! No, like everyone <laughs> just went like nuts, didn't because um. Me, like, my flatmate's a manager, general manager, and he's on furlough, and, like, he's, you know, financially stable. He's, you know, he's got a job to go back to. Yeah. Like, most likely. Um, but it's not it's not about 
it's one of the frustrating things about this situation. Like people are like, you know, you need support. We need to lock down forever, and we need financial support, and then that's that's the problem solved. Yeah. You're like, no, that's not it's it. not that. It's yeah. it's not the the money. The money's one thing. It's Definitely. it's the fact that your life is on hold. Like you yeah. you know you you're being you're doing nothing with your like people don't just need money. They need you know purpose. Yeah, you know, something to do and yeah. purpose. That's the word. Yeah. And yeah. that's what's that's what's really grinding down on people. It's been like it's been a year where you're essentially in prison in the sense that you you can't progress in your career. That is the biggest. Like, it's a lack of freedom. And everyone under like I think I don't think any. I mean, you've had the odd DJ kind of questioning certain things, but I think everyone agrees overall that you know we we understand why we've been stuck at home. You know, we're, we're, we're doing it for a reason. We're doing it to protect other people and Definitely, understand yeah. it. But it's still hard. I mean, we need to get back to it. And it's, it's really yeah. having an effect on people. And that moment when he said the 21st of June, Definitely, it was yeah. like, yeah. at least, and it's like, you know, and again, because there was no there was no time frame, it's like a loading screen with no progress bar. That, you know, when yeah, you just have that spinny yeah, spinny and point. you're just like, Tell me when it's gonna be, yeah, even it. if it's that's gonna it. be four hours. You just yeah. and you just you just need that progress bar, and to have that time, even if it does get pushed back or pushed forward, you've got a moment where like everything's something to work towards, isn't it? Like yeah, God, we've and the positivity is positivity is just with everyone. It's just like every, I mean, it's it's months away. It's so long away. It's like three months. It's ridiculous. <laughs> but that's it's just that. like. When it got it's announced, it's like long. almost half a year away, and we're just like talking about it, like it's getting a couple of weeks away. Like a holiday, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, even if it was September, even if it was like, I mean, pushing past September, maybe people are like, oh come on. But even if it was later on, as just having that date and just knowing has changed everything, changed it all for everyone. Yeah. And like this date's going on, tickets have been announced, and people are dead excited, and yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Do you know what I can't wait for though? Because when this all happened to begin with, I always thought there would never be like that day where social distancing ends. I thought it'd be dead like that. I thought it was going to be a like, gradual thing. Yeah. And like but, when it, then we came out of lockdown at the towards like the end of summer last year, and yeah, it just wasn't the same at all, was it? I couldn't be doing with that again. Oh, the music volume. Oh yeah, my god. Yeah. No. Yeah. That's yeah. So yeah, you're right. That is a big one. But. I thought there would be kind of tiered or, you know, like capacity, like 50% capacity or like, but no, no. I mean, no, this is what I'm so excited about. Even if the date gets pushed back or pushed forward, there will be that day where it ends yeah, and the clubs are open and the clubs are open. It's not like you you go in, but you can only walk in with three people and you have to wear a mask. It's like the clubs are open and it's got, so that day, the 21st of June or whatever day it ends up being is going to be historic. Yeah, and I, I'm de- I'm deciding whether or not I want to be stone cold sober to enjoy it, <laughs> or I want to get smashed with everyone else to celebrate. <laughs> I'm still stuck between two minds because it is going to be probably the greatest, the greatest party we've in in our generation, yeah. not even our lives, and like it's it's going to be fucking great. It's going to be yeah, it will be. It will last. It will probably last a couple of weeks as well, um, if not the yeah. rest of the year. I, I assume you're staying in the country then. Well. For that week, yeah, but I mean, this is a me, me, and me, two mates were to plan to go around Europe, so we were meant to travel through Europe with a, a camper van. Oh, we, I like that. We booked it for two. We were gonna do it for two thousand nineteen. I think we changed it to twenty twenty because I think we wanted to go to a festival over there at the uh, end of it. Good call. That. So I think we we're gonna try and get tickets for Tomorrowland. I think that's what we were gonna do. Uh, okay. Um, and 
yeah, so we we I don't think we got the tickets for Tomorrowland, but we got the we, we thought that would go, and then we booked it in February, and then in March lockdown, we're like, oh, so let's go, let's go twenty twenty one then. So we changed it to twenty twenty one, but it still looks like we're probably gonna be risky trying to go in the end of this summer, but we're still hoping to go. go for no, the week. No. Um, but other than that, yeah, stay in the country. Yeah. Can't leave anyway, you're not allowed to, it's like Cuba. <laughs> you're not allowed to go on holiday, are you? No. Is yeah, it it'll be interesting to see what actually happens with like vaccine passports that they're talking about. I know they're talking about that for Ibiza and stuff. Um as in Ibiza themselves are gonna be asking for that. Um yeah, it's up to the European countries, isn't it? At the end of the day, we're doing quite well in terms of vaccines, although well, it seems like like we are. Uh, but other countries, yeah, we're that, fine. other countries are going to be playing catch up, aren't they? So, but you know, yeah. I keep saying to people, we don't need to go anywhere this year because it's I going to be on fire. I think one of the things fire, that's going like... to happen is, hold on, go on. You, oh, there we go. You broke up for a sec there. Um, yeah, I think. Yeah, I think we're lucky because we'll we'll be all right. We'll have a good summer as the UK, and but I think the issue is that we won't be able to kind of. They'll, they'll, I think those countries will still be in lockdown yeah. for longer. So you, there's nothing stopping us going over, but there's nothing to do. Uh, yeah, so yeah, there's yeah, no yeah. reason to go to... So be, it's all about like prevalence of the disease, so they can't let the disease spread till everyone's vaccinated. Yeah. And no one's going to be vaccinated. Like They won't get to that... Like, kind exactly, of, that'll be where we are now kind of thing. Yeah, and there's nothing to do in, now. Th- in three months, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think you know festivals and stuff over in Europe probably won't happen. No. And... I mean, I'd take that to be honest. I would take not if they said you can't leave the country for three months, but we can we'll, we can we'll crack be on good. like New Zealand. Yeah. I'd be like, sound. Don't let anyone leave <laughs> the country. Know, yeah, just... well, that's it. Yeah, yeah, that should have been the case a long time ago. Anyway. Um, no, God, yeah. But yeah. Jesus. Uh, yeah. Is there anything you're itching to do other than aside from music um, that you can't currently do? Buy some clothes, really. I mean, I'm sick of wearing okay. the same yeah. pants for the past. <laughs> Are you I'm trying to I'm not, I'm, not even, I'm not even joking. Like, I genuinely can't wait to buy some clothes. <laughs> like, oh, living out of cans of big beans. No, I, I am actually really looking forward to it. Because um, for my birthday, I got some... Not for my birthday, for Christmas, I got some vouchers uh, for Liverpool 1. I was like, oh, yes, buy some clothes. It'll be nice. The day I went out to get them, lockdown. <laughs> so I haven't actually, like, I've just been eager to, I haven't actually bought any clothes since. No, me neither, man. Like, about a year ago. I mean, I, I look at ASOS, like, you know, buying stuff online. Yeah. But then I think there's no point in buying clothes because I'm not going anywhere. That's what I was saying, <laughs> like, yeah, who are you? What What are yeah. you wearing clothes for from around the house? Yeah. But, yeah. So, so I suppose it's the process of, buy, you know, the process of buying clothes. Yeah. And then getting to wear them somewhere, like, you know. Yeah. The entire kind of enjoyment. Um, other than that, no. I mean, I'm. I mean, I'm obviously excited. I don't know. I mean, I mean, I'm looking forward to getting back to work, but it's been so long now. I'm not like I oh, can't wait. I know the day I start DJing, I'll probably cry. I'll probably <laughs> cry. But it's not. It just feels like a distant, like distant. It, it's not like something that I'm really itching yeah. to do. I'm not like. I know when the time. When comes, it's I'll actually like, oh. properly DJing. Like full capacity, yeah. yeah tears are going to come. I'll, I'll, it's, yeah, it's yeah. going to be great. Can't wait. Um, I'm not looking forward to updating record box though. 
Yeah. I haven't touched that for a year. <laughs> the burden of, I don't even know where to start. Do you start at like well, tunes we open in, in June, March? Don't we? So I might start today. <laughs> just click the update button, just leave it in the background till, till the summer. Oh my God. That is the worst piece of software in the world. Oh no. Yeah. No, I fully terrible. agree. I fully agree. One, yeah, so that's it really. Um, a personal question for you. What's the weirdest thing you've eaten in the DJ booth? Because I've, I've caught you in the act before. <laughs> oh, actually, yeah. Um, <laughs> there's a quote, there's a guy called uh, Franny Donovan. He's a DJ, or used to be a DJ. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. We were doing guest slots and fusion every week. And, and um, or every month. And like Mike's used to me, you know. Um, yeah. and I was it was like three 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 or four o'clock in the morning, and uh, I was eating a pepper right because I, I tried to eat a piece of fruit. That's, that's the one I had in mind. Yeah, and I was eating this pepper, and then he just turned around them and, lad, it's three o'clock in the morning. You're in a club on a Saturday night. Why are you eating a red pepper? <laughs> Why are you eating a red pepper? And I'm like, out of context, I was like, actually, that is really fucking weird. <laughs> so, yeah, probably the red pepper. Or uh, I used to get told off in Largo for eating fish. Just uh, yeah. I didn't realize it. <laughs> I used to heat it, though. I didn't realize. Like, I didn't, because I'm, I just, I'm weird. I didn't realize. And my manager would come over and said, that stinks. Stop bringing fish in. I was like, yeah, to be fair, maybe you shouldn't be eating fish in a bar. Yeah. So that as well. Heated salmon or red pepper. Beautiful. Beautiful. Or is it known as it around town that I eat weird stuff? It's not, it's not. I've just caught you in the act eating a red pepper uh, <laughs> in a <laughs> level. <you>? Yeah. <laughs> that was at a more reasonable hour of about 12. <laughs> you eating a pepper? Oh, God. I didn't know I did it that often. God. I didn't yeah. think you would, but I'm glad there's more stories in it. Oh, yeah. Who knows? I eat loads of weird stuff. Or I try and eat well because it's so easy to not to not eat well in our in our industry. It's so easy to just yeah, yeah, drink no, every night, not eat decent food, and so like I tend to not drink unless it's a Saturday. Occasionally, I tend not to drink when I'm working because you do it like you. It's so easy just for it to just pile up. Like you know, if you if you're working five nights a week, oh, I'll have oh a drink definitely. Yeah, yeah. Do you want a shot? At, yeah, go on then. And like by the end of the week, you, you live. Yeah, if you drank every time thing. you worked, yeah, that's just not really. Yeah. it's not sustainable, is it? Really? Yeah. So you have to kind of draw a line somewhere, and with food as well, it's so easy to just come in and just eat a bit of shit. And whereas if you if you draw the line and yeah. you're like, right, when I'm when I'm working, I'm going to eat well. Yeah, it's, it's so much easier. And then like, I mean, okay, there is a line between eating well and eating <laughs> full peppers. <laughs> but still, yeah, yeah. I don't think anyone's going to be following your health tips, but at the same time, it's, I think with DJing as well, it's the next day, isn't it? Like. You're pretty much written off for the next day, and then you're not really in till later on. Then that just yeah just yeah. messes up the whole schedule. But uh, it's the wind down time as well. Like there's when you when you're doing nine to fives, wake up in the morning, eight o'clock in the morning, feeling rough. By ten o'clock you're okay, but then it gets to five o'clock, and then you have got the night, and then you go to yeah. bed. So you've done like the hard bit, I suppose. Whereas obviously working nights and DJing is yeah. the other way around so if you work yeah, nights yeah. you have to get in and go straight to sleep yeah, to yeah. get up in the morning and like it, it's weird like most people fin don't finish work and then go to sleep Yeah, most people finish work chill have a wind down yeah. and you 
and when you're DJing, you can't, oh. especially when you've had like a proper good night. No. You go to bed. Or so you go home and you, you can't just go no, to sleep. No, no, no. You have to have wind down time, which means if you're working until five, six in the morning, you get home half six, seven o'clock, you don't really wind down until like eight o'clock. Yeah. And then like you're not going to sleep till like even if Even if you're trying to go to sleep, it's not happening. And to be fair, yeah. one thing the pandemic has been good for is for the years. Like, my ears have had a good rest. Really? I'm, I'm, I, you know what? I'm actually the exact opposite. I've the past couple of days. I'm not sure what it is. I because I'm very careful. Like one of the things that I've always learned, of probably test or something, keep keep a volume set. You know when you're DJing, yeah. have your have your headphone volume at a certain time and don't turn it up because no, it's so yeah. easy for volume to creep up on you, isn't it? Yeah. When yeah. I'm producing, I do the same thing. I always have it on eighteen, so I know it's not getting louder. I'm not, you know, listening. But I don't know whether it's because I've got my headphones on all the time or something. But I'm going to bed and I'm getting like not like ringing in my ears, but like a, a low level kind of. Really. And it started a couple of. I mean, maybe I've got an ear infection, but. Um, Camelfat put a tweet up the other day as well, or the other month, saying their tinnitus has got really bad since being in no clubs, which is a bit weird. Wow, right? Yeah, no, and then really loads of other people. Yeah, loads of other. I'll try and find the tweet and show you. Loads of other DJs said, "Yeah, bro, it's it's like it's non-stop this past couple of months." Which I was like, "Jesus Christ, that's weird." That I thought that was strange. Yeah, um, yeah. So my my ears aren't any better, which is devastating. <laughs> oh, it will be weird though going back. Yeah. Doing your first night and turning the volume up, you'll be like, "Did I have it this loud?" I know. Oh my word! It's insane. Know. Yeah, it's been a good while since it's. Yeah, just feeling a kick drum under your feet, like <laughs> I haven't felt that. Like... <laughs> We've seen that um, Iron Man meme, and he's like, oh. "That'll be us in the DJ box." You're like, oh, I "Can't wait." Oh, that's gonna be. Have you? Did you do any? Um... What are they called? Did you do any social distancing events? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah I did a few in Cardiff. Um, they were like brunches, and the magic word brunch. Yeah, Basically, like, I know. Euphemism for like low key rave. Yeah, well, yeah, that was it. And um, in level as well, there was there was tables on the dance floor and level, which was obviously oh, okay. uh, speaks for we itself. Get told off about the volume all the time as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. God. I mean, I hope to God when they do bring the tables in in May, they just don't have the volume thing. Oh my God, just just let us yeah like let's have it a bit loud. I mean, I know why because you know singing and talking apparently spreads the disease. Yeah. God, it's hard work the, as a DJ. The curfew kind of I say helped, but I remember when it first started, we were doing that until like four a.m. and it was just like mm. this is not like how it should be. Like, there's no one really going to sit down and have a drink. Well you know, apart from the odd few, like 4am is for a dance floor, really. And um, yeah. when the curfew came in, it kind of worked a bit better. But then again, you still, yeah, it was still just all over the place. So like you say, thank God that that social distance is getting chucked in the bin. I'm, I'm going to be honest, right? I fucking loved the curfew. Well, yeah, that's what, yeah. I, <laughs> because yeah. imagine, what's the worst thing about DJing? The hours. Exactly. So imagine DJing from five o'clock till 10 o'clock and then you're getting like, you can get the train over. It's mm. great. Like, I mean, if every DJ slot could be five till 10. <laughs> Magic. Yeah. I loved yeah. it, mate. I mean, it wasn't, it was obviously wasn't great for the uh, the industry, but no. as a DJ, it was, it was great. Just like nice compressed hours. No one got there till half six. I, yeah, I was thinking then as well, if social distancing was going to be like a thing for years to come. And I was like, maybe we won't just, maybe we won't do nightclubs till like 4am anymore. I was just thinking maybe mm. that's gone. You know what I mean? Um, luckily, like 
vaccines come in and stuff since then. Um, but I was thinking, are people getting earlier? Do people want nights to be earlier? Probably not once once it opens up again. But uh, yeah, yeah, those I, kind of I think that's one of the things about the um, the announcement because in the back of my mind and the back of your mind probably is that is this going to end? Yeah. Like, are nightclubs ever? Go- because we were never spoken about and there was never any confirmation. And we, I, you didn't actually know if we have a job in six months or like if nightclubs will come back because they, they never announced anything. Yeah. And then when Boris Johnson said, um, you know, the limit, like all all legal limits on social interaction ends, I think that was the way he said, yeah. that was like, oh, the, the relief was like, oh my God, we, we, we actually are going to come back. Nightclubs are going to come back. Yeah. And it was it was such a relief having that confirmation because it was it was just so when we were doing those distance events you're like is this it now is this what we're going to do for the next that's it yeah yeah you know, thank god that's in the past oh, oh yes it was all a bad dream but, um, <laughs> yeah. um we'll leave it there james cheers for your time mate um no worries. here's so many more eating red peppers behind a dj booth yes and <laughs> coffee empty coffee cup um, that was good to talk yeah definitely good to catch up man and we can party very soon I'm sure yes um, I'll see you in level yes. very soon hopefully yeah yeah definitely man um, until then take care buddy Peace. cool man Cheers. see you in a bit bye bye always a pleasure to talk to James and if you'd like to follow all things Greno go to at Greno Music on Instagram and all other platforms or you could always just pop your head into Fusion should you be in Liverpool anytime soon. Hopefully we do see you on the dance floor soon and we'll be back with more episodes with more guests soon also. Take it easy, guys. Peace.